And a fight at the nine-yard line. Flags are thrown. The Browns and the Steelers, and Garrett just threw a punch. And Pittsburgh retaliating. Marquise Pouncey was kicking in there, and flags are flying with eight seconds left. Well, that got out of hand. Kicking in there. <laughs> I just imagine with the Browns locker room after that, like from that scene in Ekaban where Ron Burgundy's like, <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> you killed a man with a trident. <laughs> but you may need to lie low for a little bit because you might be wanted for murder. You might get suspended the rest of the season, Miles. Um, Welcome in, guys. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast coming in here. Uh, it's the usual suspects. We got Robbie, we got Adam, we got myself, Evan, bringing you uh, the latest uh, news with the NFL. And with that, let's get right into the news. Thanks, Huey. Oh, man. Okay, so Miles Garrett, guys. Um, he done. He done. He done for the year. He's done for the playoffs. Uh if they can get that far, yeah. But um, yeah, took took his helmet off, um, took a swing at uh, Mason Rudolph. So that was a bad situation. Got pretty ugly. Pouncey, I don't know why he got suspended or he got reprimanded as bad as he did. He was just coming in there. Reputation, to guy. Yeah, it reputation. was a reputation thing. But. I don't think he was upset with it either. Yeah. And what's your guys' thoughts though? I mean, DeCastro, I thought handled it pretty well. Um, as far as just. Taking Garrett and just pinning him to the ground and then yeah. pouncy. I maybe the kicking was a little too much. I mean, he kind of deserved that, but I mean, it's understandable when guy rips off the the helmet off your QB, even though maybe Mason Rudolph instigated it a little bit. Um, but when you, you, he throws that helmet into your quarterback's head, um, yeah, I can see tempers flaring up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could have been a whole lot worse if he landed that cleanly, mm. like. I, 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 I'm not judging anybody that came in to clean up that mess because that was, that was the most violent thing I've ever seen on a football field. I do want to say, and I don't think this is getting enough coverage, Mason Rudolph absolutely started that whole thing. 100%. Like 100%. Yeah. I mean, five seconds left. He's trying to take Miles Garrett's helmet off. I know, I know. Still, if you're Miles Garrett, both parties you gotta, are, you yeah, no, I mean, yourself. Miles Garrett completely got out of hand, lost control, which is... You know, it's interesting because he's a very mild-mannered guy, um, but yeah, you you don't you don't like to see that. So um, yeah, we're gonna be without a uh, we're gonna be without two of the uh, stars in the NFL here with uh, Pouncey and Garrett uh, for a bit. So that's disappointing, but um, you know, probably the right call. So. Well, I heard uh, Miles Garrett. Uh, what he's going after in his appeal process is that uh, that the NFL can't suspend him indefinitely for an on-field action. So that's where he's going. He's looking. He's probably looking for an actual number, Ted. I'm not sure how long that number is, but can't be coming back this season. Yeah, I don't know. If I was him, I'd probably just leave it be because you got to think they'd reinstate him for next year. Is, is Goodell just like stalling to make a decision on what like what his yeah, actual? Yeah. I, the, I think the issue though is if you're like if they're like okay, well then fine, you get six games. Well, then that might bleed over into next year. Whereas I think if he just were to let it lie and just have it be indefinite, then they'd reinstate him for next season, and he he wouldn't miss any time next year. I think this, if he appeals it though to try to get an actual number, I think he runs the risk of of uh, hitting a, a suspension for next season too. So we'll see. But um, 
Guys, with that, why don't we get into uh, the Week 11 recap. We'll, we'll start it off with our locks. Uh, not a great effort. Um, I'll, I'll start it off. Ra- Raiders 10.5. Uh, that did so not I admit. Uh, They just, you know, they wound up winning the game, but, uh, you know, the Bengals hung around. The Bengals have just found a way to just really screw me over all year, so... <laughs> Uh, stay away from them, but yeah, guys, didn't hit on that one. Robbie, you had the uh, Panthers minus five and a half. So yeah, they didn't even win. Yeah, so that's a little unfortunate right there. Yeah, I was buying into that too, though. So yeah, I didn't see that coming. No. This the second week in a row, Falcon show up. You don't have to what? change play calling. You know, they'll they'll do a lot. Adam, uh, you were absentee, but you had uh, Vikings minus eleven. And that's a dough I miss. Yeah, well, at least I came oh, back I and won the game uh, for optics' sake. I, I didn't want them to win. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos have had a tough year. I wanted to see them hold hold out against a good team. Yeah, but. yeah, Vic, dough, dough. Oh man. Well, um, so I miss. That's all for three. Yeah. But uh, we're gonna come that's back. We're we're gonna do better this week. So, uh, guys, one thing that happened though, we'd we'd be remiss if we, if we didn't at least touch on this. The Bears are done. It's a uh, it's a dark time. We're all sad, um, so we're we're laying this team to rest. If if you guys don't mind, I'd like you to join me in a reading. I have. Oh. Um, so bow your heads, please. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Ditka, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May their legacies and the legacies of all the faithful beloved, through the mercy and the, through the mercy of the matron McCaskey. Rest in peace. Amen. I like it. Oh, that's beautiful. Very, very, very respectful. Yeah. Um, it's over, guys. We can't kid ourselves anymore. It's almost a relief. I almost feel better now. Yeah. I, I'm not holding just, on to some BS hope. I yeah. can just watch this team and accept that it's bad. God, this play calling's just been unbelievable. Going for it on fourth and nine in the first half, thinking like, oh, they got to keep catch up with the Rams who've been – so lights off out offensively and just just a whole bunch of bizarre calls not only Sunday but all year is is Nagy Trustman he he might be a younger version yeah, yeah Adam I want you to take this because we talked about this yeah. yesterday oh, yeah. you were very strongly opinioned on this and I agree with you like through week one they have Nagy has shown like zero ability to adjust to anything they they're running the same scheme they're they're doing the same type of short intermediate passing a lot of horizontal mo movement but not nothing really vertical and he has not changed teams are just teeing up on his offense and they can't do anything and then uh you know I, I what really pisses me off about them this year is you know they're they're sitting here what four and five that's how they're going to go out that's how they're going to end their season just really not even trying to attack and win the game they, they, they they've just played this entire year like they're protecting Mitch and not actually trying to win football games and it's bit them because they're sitting here at four or six and the season's over you know yeah and all the drama in the offseason about the kicker and you know doing the Augusta silence and all these yeah. nonsense and we still don't have a kicker so good try well I think we got bigger problems than that right now yeah but yeah there's we're, there's a lot wrong but I think I think it starts at the top I think it starts at the top with the uh, head coach, and um, I think Mitch has taken the brunt of the blame, and I don't know that he should have. Um, I kind of feel bad for Mitch because it kind of seems like this is like an Alex Smith situation back when 
Alex Smith was on the Niners. He just didn't have the right coaching staff around him, and he was um, just had a lot of pressure on him, and he couldn't perform, and he was feeling the grunt of it. And well, I think you know it's interesting with the Bears. Um, I don't think they have a good grasp of how to handle public perception at all. Um, you know, Mitch is clearly just through some of the stuff we've seen in the media, how he wants TVs turned off. He he's clearly kind of been affected with you know, the spotlight being on him in kind of a very heavy negative light, whether it's justified or not. Um, and I know he had a hit pointer, but I know he didn't ask to come out of the game. And mm-hmm. with a minute and 30 seconds left, you know, or whatever was left on that final drive, all they did by taking him out of the game at that point was open up to just a plethora of questions and, and just put him in another bad spotlight. Um it's, it's kind of like last, uh, earlier in the season when Roquan was out with uh, personal issues and they decided to, to put him on the sidelines and have him be visible. Well, you know, that just opened up a bunch of questions. Like, if he was dealing with personal stuff but he was still there, then what the hell was he dealing with? You know? And it, it just it just opened up a ton of questions. It, I just don't think they're... I don't think they're handling situations well. It, just, it doesn't appear to be a very well-run locker room right now. I, I have my... I have serious concerns about Nagy, but with that, guys, let's let's get into uh, let's get into some better news. Let's get into our week eleven surprises, and I want to hear about the positive stuff first. So, Adam, <laughs> who surprised you positively in week eleven? The Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, this team came out, uh, you know, pretty big game in Levi Stadium, and I mean, I, I know they lost by ten, but they probably should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I thought that their defense played really well. They took away the run game for the 49ers, and that's one of the f- first team that's actually done that all year. Um, Kyler looked good, looked really poised in the pocket. Um, you can tell he's growing from, you know, week one. He's, he's improving. He's uh, sort of feeling the speed of the game and uh, making more um, conscious decisions out there. And then just, I, I was just really uh, pleased to see that team hang in there with a team like the 49ers and their pass rush. Robbie, how about you? For me, it's the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Um, I, I guess that defensive uh, uh, play calling uh, change uh, really helped them out. And you, you saw them. They, they were mixing up uh, blitz packages against the Panthers. And uh, they are just putting pressure on. They are being aggressive, um, something we haven't seen from them all year. And, man, I, I've, I'm, I'm on the up on them for the remaining of the season. I mean, they're, they look pretty solid what going happened to Carolina I Dan Quinn uh he, he when he called plays it was just too soft maybe he, he's just too soft guys for me it was the Ravens I I had them I picked them to win last week but I I was going into last week thinking that was the game of the week Texans Ravens uh all the way um two of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL and I mean, one team just completely outclassed the other. Uh, Texans didn't even deserve to be on the same field with them that day. Uh, just a total ass-whooping. You know, I, I know I was not on the Lamar train early on, but he, he's he's really made a believer of me. I I, I want to be somebody to swallow their pride here and just uh, admit when I was wrong early on so I can, I can jump on the fun side of this argument because I'm really enjoying watching him play a new brand of football. It's really exciting, you know, very very fun style uh coach harbaugh's done a hell of a job uh with that entire organization uh they had a ton of turnover on the defensive side of the ball as well 
And, uh, you know, they've really come together the last six, seven weeks as a defense playing lights out. So hats off to that team. Um, and we're going to touch on them a little bit later. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the best coaches in the league, Bill Belichick, uh, John Harbaugh, some of their best abilities are to adapt to um, different circumstances, different players' skill set. And I don't think anybody's done that better this year than John Harbaugh. Yeah. I know, um, I think we talked about this a little earlier in the week, uh, Adam, but uh, it's I give Harbaugh a lot of credit because he, he was able to see the long game. If you think back to that Chargers playoff game in Baltimore last year, the fans were freaking out, calling for Flacco to j- jump in in the middle of the playoff game to take over for Lamar because he was playing that poorly and having he could you know hardly even complete a pass. Uh, they weren't moving the ball at all, and Harbaugh had the foresight to realize, you know, that he essentially saw the long game here. That you know he's got a young quarterback, didn't want to destroy his confidence in his first playoff game. Just let him battle through it. Comes back this year, looks amazing. Um, came back that game too yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so I, I i think harbaugh deserves all the credit in the world here um sticking with this guy and yeah i'm excited to see what this team can do the rest of the season yeah. all right uh let's let's get into our downers I'll, I'll start this one off so the carolina panthers i i really expected a stronger effort out of them uh, against an Atlanta team that appears to be on the come up now it's uh far too little far too late but maybe not late enough to save dan quinn's job uh, for some reason, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Kyle Allen uh, has seemed to uh, regress a bit uh, after a strong showing against the Packers. Uh, really hung in there last week, not so much. Through four picks, uh, looked lost at times. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, he's still he's still got some starts under his belt. He can bounce back from this, but uh, uh, yeah, not not great uh, for for the Panthers. Disappointed. Uh, Adam, how about you? I'm going with the Jaguars. Uh, coming off the bye, Nick Foles starting. I, I thought I'd see a um, you know much better effort from them. Um, their offense looked all right. Uh, I would just, I don't know what happened to that defense. Like they're they're just a shell of themselves. I know a couple pieces have left. Uh, Jalen Ramsey just, um, but I. I don't know. Like this team, I think this team's out of the playoff race now. They they did not put up a fight against the the Colts and yeah, disappointing. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, Minnesota Vikings. I know they came back hard in the fourth quarter to win that game, but they looked just completely lost out there for three quarters of that football game. They they had a lot of penalties on both sides of the ball. It was just not a good looking team. But I mean, they did claw back it was just uh, kind of weird to see out of them um they've been so good running the ball lately uh, that it was kind of a surprise <laughs> i think they maybe they just got surprised by a broncos team who was uh maybe undervalued to them and maybe they're just looking ahead to but who knows i mean they got by to figure it out but yeah yeah that was that was honestly weird for, to me yeah that was a brutal start for them but uh, as you said they got the bye and uh yeah, they still wound up winning the game, so um, you know, we'll see. They they definitely got to figure some things out though if they want any chance of, you know, playing some meaningful playoff football here and, and actually you know making a run at the uh, NFC title. So, all right, uh, time to get in our boom bust players here, Robbie. Let's get on to it. There we go. All right, uh, let's see here, guys. My uh, week eleven boom player. Um, 
Dakota Prescott. The guy is unbelievable. Uh, probably my favorite player in the NFL. Just continues to light it up. Uh, took advantage of a weak matchup with Detroit, but honestly, they needed him because uh, Detroit hung in there all game. Uh, nice to see Dak play well on the road. Uh, and uh, you know, pretty much all these games are must win for the Cowboys throughout the rest of the season as they're battling the uh, Eagles down the stretch. So. Dak uh, continues to impress me. I think he's a, he's definitely a top five. He he might be a top three, four quarterback in the NFL right now. So I think it's for real. He's gonna get paid. He is, and he should. Yeah, great, great call there by Dak. Not settling. Yep. Yep. Uh, Adam, I'm gonna go with another quarterback, uh, Josh Allen. Um, really impressing me. Well, I mean, everyone we've seen it since last year, like. Unbelievable talent out there, can do anything on the field, run, pass, throw the ball anywhere. Um, where he struggled is some of the easy mistakes. Or like just no no look throws, get picked off, or is he getting sacked, he just throw it up. Uh, last five weeks he's had no interceptions. Um, he's really looking good out there. He's found a nice rapport with John Brown. And, uh, yeah, this Bills team is designed to come up. Uh, they got a pretty decent schedule uh, to finish out the rest of the year. I, I really think this is a playoff team. And uh, Josh Allen's looking like looking like the quarterback that the Bills thought he was going to be. Yeah, it's exciting to see. He sure loves running those touchdowns in. Oh, yeah. Just, hey, power, he's power. He's doing on his own. Yep. Josh. Took advantage of the Dolphins matchup for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Robbie, what do you got for us? Over here we got uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh he had a he had a good situation going against uh, Panthers number two, who um, they've been giving up to the the wide receiver too a lot this year, and you know he didn't disappoint. Um, he was able to get it done. You saw him not go through a bunch of different routes and be able to get himself open and got a I believe a couple scores out of that. Um, he he played really well. I I think this could be for the rest of the season for real, just because their their schedule. I mean they play. Tampa Bay Saints, whose secondary hasn't been great. Um, they need Lattimore back in there. Yeah. Um, but and um, yeah, they they've got a pretty nice schedule going for it. I think he can keep this up. Yep. Uh, for me, uh, we'll, we'll get into the bus players here. Uh, Kyle Allen. I touched on it a little bit earlier with the Panthers, but he he had a rough game. As I said, four picks. Um, you know, but I like the makeup on this kid. Uh, you know, he, he's a strong player. The team sort of seems to gravitate towards him. Um, you know, the arm strength isn't the best. That's kind of my big concern with him. But uh, he throws with anticipation well. I, I think this is a Fugazi. I, I do think this guy's got a future in the NFL here. Uh, I'm going to stand by him. So I'm, I'm looking for a nice bounce-back performance here out of him this week. I've got uh, Deshaun Watson, and he definitely disappointed you this past week. Uh, he, he was just getting pressured all day by the Ravens, and he, he got sacked quite a few times. Um, this is definite Fugazi. I know he's going to probably have a – he's got a quick turnaround Thursday night here. It might be a little tough for him um, against his Colts team, who was able to shut down uh, Nick Foles and the Jaguars a little bit this past week. But I think he's going to be able to bounce back in this game on Thursday. Yeah, I heard an unbelievable stat uh, after the game that that was the first time Deshaun Watson's lost by more than eight points in his career. Yes, yes, wow. including I also college. Heard that. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely wild. That is unreal. The first uh, non-one-score game. Yeah, he'll bounce career. back. He'll, yeah. b- he'll bounce back. Yeah. 
Um, mine is Tevin Coleman. Uh, he had a breakout game against the Panthers three weeks ago or four weeks ago now, and has really done nothing since. Um, while you've seen Mostert and uh, Jeff Wilson, uh, I don't know. I think this might turn into more of a committee than it's probably what some people thought. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of fading Tevin Coleman, and I'm saying that this is not a fugazi. This is uh, for real. And yeah, you might not you might not see that performance or really anything like that. Even going when Brito gets back, he'll when when Brito was healthy. I mean, he was getting the goal line looks. It's just Jeff Wilson. It seems like that's his mo. Just being able to punch it in the goal line. You still think? Yeah, I don't know. I unless he score. Yeah, I think unless he scores out from ten twenty yards out, I don't think he's really getting the goal line work. And I think they might start using Brito and Jeff Wilson a little bit more. All right, uh, guys, with that, why don't we get into uh, some buy or sell here. So uh, I'll uh, I'll start it off, guys. So interesting here, I took a look at um, odds to win the Super Bowl. And right now, the Patriots are your favorite. I think, um, you know, there's there's some Boston fans that are probably hitting that and driving, uh, driving the price down a bit. But um, I, I want to get your guys' opinion on this. For my money, um, buy or sell... The Baltimore Ravens is Super Bowl favorites right now. I'm buying. Absolutely. This team just, Lamar Jackson and what they're doing on offense has just been unstoppable. And partner up with this defense with the addition of Marcus Peters has just been looking so good. I mean, I'm buying. I think you have to buy it to that performance last week. That game was over. Uh, I think 30, 41-0. I, I, I don't know. Like two weeks in a row against uh, the Pats and the Texans. They really dominated. They're I don't dismantling know. good teams. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like they, they need to be the Super Bowl favorites. Yeah, uh, took a look at it. So, what might be a good play? I think uh, right now you can also get the Saints plus five hundred. I think if you were to put a hundred dollars on the Ravens plus three fifty and a hundred dollars on the Saints plus five hundred, I like your chances to get your money back out of that. You know, I think there's some upside there. So. Um. Yeah, we'll see about that. But yeah, I'm I'm all in on the Ravens as, as Super Bowl favorites at this point. They've just they've looked too good. Um, I just hope they're not peaking too early. I uh, hope they don't get hit by some injury bugs, uh, late in the season here. But uh, I don't know how you how you can't buy them as Super Bowl favorites after what they've put on film here the last few weeks. And you look at their positions; their depth is incredible. Yeah. I mean, like running back, they're so deep. Wide receiver, not so much deep. But tight end, they're three deep. Yep. Quarterback, they're three deep. Um. Yeah, I, I I really like this team go. I mean, RG three might do a decent job yeah, if I Lamar mean, goes down for whole. I and, mean, and all three of those guys are going to fit right into the offense. Yep, you know, it's, it's the same type. Yep, I'd buy that. Mine is um, related to the Ravens. Well, somebody changed it to is, is Joe Flacco elite? But, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, pretty obvious. He's obviously an elite quarterback. But um, is this Ravens defense elite? I mean, you've seen um, this offense just be out of this world. Uh, I just want to get your guys' thoughts on this defense. Ooh, uh, yeah. I mean, talked about it a little bit earlier, but I mean, really, ever since they uh, picked up Peters in the trade, they've just been uh, absolutely lights out. Uh, you know, it's a ball hawking style they're playing. Uh, I mean. The combination of, of him and Humphreys on the outside is is just been deadly. Uh, they're just going for the ball, and um, you know they they've got our favorite Tyus Bowser in there uh, wreaking havoc on quarterbacks. So, uh, yeah, there he is. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
in terms of elite, I don't know that they're like top three, but they're they're probably top six, top seven, and I think that's good enough considering what their offense is doing. I'm a buy that they're elite. Um, ever since they added Peters, they've been elite. Um, that that guy that guy's really changed changed the tone of that defense. Um, definitely on the attack more uh, with the three corners. Earl Thomas at back. Uh, Judon's really getting a lot of pressure. I yeah I, I think this team uh, this defense is is elite, one of the best in the league. I would definitely agree. I mean, I think you guys uh, heard it from me last week. How I'm definitely buying into this defense. Um, they they finally got the sacks coming this year or this past week. Uh, that was one of the things they couldn't actually sack the quarterback. But they've been knocking quarterbacks down. They've been getting pressure. It was just about time they're actually put put the QB down. So um, yeah, this 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 team. I I think it's just uh, all all around a very good defense. Yeah. Um, let's see, Adam. What do you have for us? Well, I got a two parter. Uh, okay. First one is. Is the NFC playoff teams already decided? Buy or sell? Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, I, I'd absolutely I buy that. Six. I, I'm not scared of the Eagles, really. I think the Cowboys have that one locked up. Ram, Rams? Just, no, I'm not worried about them. No, no. I would I would be slightly concerned about the Rams flip-flopping with the Vikings, but I don't see the Seahawks fading or the 49ers fading back. Yeah, I my thing with the Vikings is I just think they're getting a buy at a very good time of the year. Um, you know, they, they've really, they've gone this far and, and they've managed to maintain a solid record without having to go through their buy yet. This gives them a chance to get healthy. They'll get Thielen back. You know, they're, they're a different team when they've got Thielen on the field. Um, you know, they like to run a good portion of their offense through him. So, um, you know, I expect the Vikings to kind of end the season strong here, which is something they really failed to do last year. So yeah. I, I think this will be a, a reversal of fortune for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not so. I don't think this Rams team is as good as it was. I mean, they even struggled to really put it away against this Bears this past week. And the, the Bears, we we're, were talking about how much of a, a broken team they are at this point. And the defense yeah, is still I, good. defense is still pretty good. But yeah, I, I just don't think they're going to be able to catch it. Especially they still have to. How many games they have? They probably have to play the Seahawks and the Niners at least once, right? Like I, I, I don't see a way that they're going to be able to catch up to the Vikings unless they just implode or something. And you know, I, I think it's that they have uh, one game left against both of those teams, and I think they might play the Cardinals twice still. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they've got. I mean, the Cardinals are playing good. These teams are really tough. They're playing some pretty good football. So. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like the Rams. Uh, I could see the Cardinals splitting with them. Okay. So. Uh, second part for the AFC. Um, pick two of these three teams. Uh, I'll throw in four because Evan requests I throw this one in. Pick two of these four teams to be the wild card. Um, Texans slash Colts. I'm just going to go with the Colts. Bills, Raiders, or Titans. Pick two. Tupac. Yeah, I think that's still going to be the Texans. I'm not gonna put them in consideration. I think they're gonna win the divisions. Uh, I'm going Bills and Raiders. This Bills. I I think we talked a lot about how much we like them, but Raiders. I think they're absolutely playing well right now. And man, they. I think they could. They got a pretty decent schedule coming out too. That they they could easily be able to win enough to sneak into the wild card. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like the raid. Uh, the Raiders in there. 
Uh, I wonder about uh, actually if, if the Titans can, can catch the Bills. Um, you know, Bills have the Patriots obviously uh, to end the year. I think they have another uh, tough game left remaining. But um, if the Titans can string together a group of wins, they might be able to give them a run. I, if I had to put money on it, though, I'd, I'd say Raiders Bills is probably your most likely outcome here. Yeah, I'm thinking same. Uh, Raiders Bills. Both teams have a fairly light schedule uh, to finish the season out, and uh, yeah, I think both teams have a good home field advantage, um, and you know, have a style of play that can win towards the end of the year with uh, you know, ground them up up front and play good defense. So, I yeah, I agree. How many more free? Uh uh, wins do the Bills get against the Jets and the Dolphins? They one each. They get one of them each. I th- I thought they played, well, they played Dolphins, Dolphins twice. twice now, yeah. So I think it, it it's got to be just the Jets, right? Oh yeah, to close out the season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they close I mean, out. They close they still out. Got a little Jets. tough going against the boys, Ravens, Patriots. Yeah, it's gonna be a little tough for them, but I like their chances. Yeah. The thing with the Titans is that um, they like their remaining schedule. It's it's they pretty much play all teams that are ahead of them, uh, right ahead of them in the schedule. So they still got the Texans twice. They got the Colts. Um, they've got uh, they've got the Raiders on the schedule too. So you know they're they're battling a lot of these teams that are right ahead of them that they're directly competing with for these playoff spots. So I mean, if they can go on a run, uh, you know they kind of get that like double whammy effect of you know knocking these teams down in the process. So. Um, I, I, I'm not ruling them out. I, I still think they got a shot. They've been a much better team with Tannehill. That's fair. Yep. All right. With that, let's get into uh, our uh, Can't See Me Player of the Week. Right before your very eyes, you won't even visualize. Oh, man. This week we're going with Bo Scarborough. Uh, pretty much came in off the street for the Lions. Uh was on the practice squad. What he he's on his third team since being drafted. A revenge this year. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was drafted by the Cowboys. Uh, was released. Then I think he was picked up by the Seahawks. Then released. Uh, then wound up on the Lions practice squad. They activated him for the game. Everybody thought he was just a depth piece. Um, wound up getting 14 carries. Uh, rushed for 55 yards. and got a touchdown. Not like out of this world numbers, but for a guy right off the street that you know it's bounced around since being drafted. Uh, practice squad guy you know pretty impressive performance he looked good uh in the game so uh i, I was impressed yeah a lot better than ty johnson <laughs> yeah a lot better than ty johnson you, you said that right okay um with that let's get uh, into our week 12 picks but first we have to hear from our sponsors well today we would like to thank giorgio michaelis coffee in 1963 giorgio michaelis coffee was only a small Italian cafe on the east side of London looking to make its mark. Today, they are expanding across the pond to the U.S. and a neighborhood near you. While you're there, try their new orange mocha frappuccino. The orange mocha frappuccino is your wake-me-up-before-you-go-go for the day. If you're looking for a little extra kick, take a couple sips of Giorgio Michele's signature frozen faith frappuccino, and before you know it, wham, it hits you. Find a Giorgio Michaelis coffee by you today and experience true freedom. Don't be careless and let this great cafe whisper by you. 
you know the holiday season they got some uh good holiday beverages i remember last christmas that uh i picked one up it was it was it was amazing giorgio <laughs> oh boy stay caffeinated out there uh south lot faithful for sure with giorgio michaelis all right guys uh week 12 let's get into it here started off big division matchup for thursday night Got the Indianapolis Colts heading down to Houston to take on the Texans. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at home are the Texans. Over-under in this one is 46. Uh, guys, I'm on the Texans this week. I think it's a bounce back for Deshaun Watson. Um, I have a little bit of pause just because it came out today that T.Y. Hilton practiced fully, so it looks like he's on track to start. That's huge for this team. Uh, he he makes a tremendous impact for them. That's going to be what the, his first game, maybe in the last four or five yep. weeks for them. So uh, that's a big impact. But I'm still I'm still going to take the Texans here. I just think they're the better team. Uh, they got the better quarterback, and uh, I just think you know they should be able to pull this one out at home. Yeah, with Marlon Mack being out too, that's uh, yeah, it's going to be tough for the Colts. Yeah, I, I like the Texans here minus three and a half at home. Um, I think, yeah, I think Deshaun bounces back this week. I think that whole team bounces back. Um, Colts don't really have a great pass rush, and that seems to have been what's killing the Achilles heel for the Texans. And I, I think that's a get-right game at home. And, uh, yeah, big game. Uh, definitely can help them set, set themselves ahead in the division. Yeah, this is an absolutely huge game. T.Y., he, he does say that uh, he, he doesn't need practice. He, he could just jump right in. So we'll, if he is activated, we'll see how true that actually is if he could just go right back at the where he left off. Um, but I'm on the Texans. I have a little pause, though, just because I could see this being a three-point game. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, um, he, he looked good this week. Uh, he, he was able to lead that Colts team to just demolish the Jaguars. So I have a little concern due to that fact that him coming back um, just really upgraded the offense, but yeah, without Marlon Mack, um, this Texans team, I I think they're going to be able to have Deshaun Watson lead the way and be able to um, get back back on track for them. All right, so we're all in the Texans at the uh, Big Sean bounce back game of the week. So, <laughs> all right, uh, next up, guys, we've got the uh, Denver Broncos heading to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh, Broncos coming off that. Tough loss uh, after jumping out to a big lead on the Vikings. Bills are four-point favorites in this one. Uh, Over-under is 37.5, so pretty low. Uh, again, guys, we're all agreeing on this one. Uh, Adam, what do you think about the Bills here this week? Yeah, I love the Bills at home here. I, one thing the Bills done pretty good this job, good job this year of is uh, really beating up on the teams that are inferior to them. Um, and I think, that, like, like we mentioned before, some of the teams on their schedule, this is – one one that they need to win if they think they're a playoff team, and uh, I just I just think they get the job done here. Um, probably like a little bit of a letdown from the Broncos after uh, last week's debacle. Robbie, yeah, I can see a little bit of tough sledding for like Devin Singletary this week, but um, overall, this Bills team they should be able to get it done. I know the Broncos they jumped out to that early lead against the Vikings, but. I'm not so sure that was uh, they got a little lucky with some calls uh, early on. I think they had like a long pass interference call in their favor um, at one of the first plays of the game, um, and I'm just not convinced they're as good as the Bills. And I, I think the Bills are going to just be able to run all over them here. I, I like them minus four. 
Yeah, I, I don't necessarily agree with you um, in the fact that I don't think the Bills are going to be able to really dominate on the ground here. Um, but I think, you know, the Broncos are really going to struggle to score. I mean, after all, the Broncos really held uh, Delvin Cook in check last week um, and really one of the best rushing offenses in the league at, uh, to a team that was at home. They really held him in check. Uh, so pretty impressive performance by them. I, I think... They can have a similar effort here this week against a, uh, a less strong running game in the Bills, but um, you know I just I don't have much faith uh, at all in in this Broncos team to be able to put up points on the Bills. Uh, I, I think we're looking at something like you know seventeen ten here, uh, pretty low scoring game. Uh, I actually, I'd probably take the under, even considering as low as it is. But, uh, yeah, I think Josh Allen will make a few big plays, uh, get John Brown in the open field. Um, probably a couple big scramble plays for Josh Allen, and, uh, you know, they'll get out of here with a with a comfortable dub. John Brown over, under, let's call it 90 yards. Oh, wow. Um, Go under this week. I'm going to call under. under, yeah. Okay. It's a high number. I'm like, I'm like. Say he could do it again here. Oh, he could definitely do I, it I again. I think he could do over 90. Yeah. Get, hit the triple. Yeah, I mean, he'd been a picture of consistency last week was certainly the breakout. Uh, but, again, they had that cakewalk of a matchup against the Dolphins. So, uh, definitely more of a challenge this week. We'll see if he can, uh, you know, continue it. All right, uh, next up, guys, um, it's the uh, New York Giants. Uh, they head to Chicago to take on the team that won't be named. Um, that team is six-point favorites at home. And the over-under is 40. Um, even though uh, they're dead to rights, guys, uh, and they've oh, been man. buried, I am going to take the Bears <laughs> in this one by a six. They've been buried? Yeah, they've been buried. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just I don't like the Giants. Uh, you know, I, I'm thinking maybe the Bears got a little bit of revenge after that loss that we witnessed in MetLife last year uh, to this very same team. Uh, but really, I, I just think this Bears defense still has a lot of pride, though. They'll put out a strong effort, and you know the Giants' defense is definitely nothing, uh, nothing to really get uh, too worried about. So, um, yeah, I think Bears minus six, they should be able to get it done. But yeah, I think that's too many, too many points for me. Um, this Giants' offense, I mean, has seen a little bit of signs of life, and that's with Saquon really not being a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just don't see this team giving the Bears giving as much fight to them to hold off and cover six points. I, Yeah, I'm going to go with Giants here. I I feel pretty good about them, plus six. Yeah, I, I, I could see them this being kept close, and six points is a lot. You're, you're going to probably see Evan Ingram back. You're gonna There's rumors that certainly Shepard's going to be back too, so that's a couple big key additions to this offense. Uh, Golden Tate, he, he loved to beat up on the Bears, um, <laughs> and... Yeah, this is gonna. I I think this is gonna gonna be a lot closer than six points. I I'm gonna take the Giants here. I hate Golden Tate. Oh. God, bad <laughs> memories, bad memories. <laughs> All right, uh, next up, guys, let's get off this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh Steelers heading to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Uh, Bengals are six and a half point home dogs here. The over under is thirty nine. A lot of low over unders this week, guys. Um. And wouldn't you know, we're all in the Bengals. Uh, Adam, uh, you've got a marked his money line, though. Tell us why. 
Yeah, I mean, I liked the I liked what that offense was doing with Ryan Finley. I know the the stats weren't there. I, he threw for under 150 yards, I think. But um, you know, I think they instead of focusing on trying to get the ball downfield like they were with Andy Dalton, they're more establishing more of a power O run game, and that, that seems to be working, keeping the defense off the field. And um, last, yeah, last week they were in every bit of that game against the Raiders. Um, and you know, the Steelers team coming off last week's debacle. Um, you know, Mason Rudolph, I don't think is a good quarterback. I think at home, uh, good chance that they get the job done here and uh, and win. Yeah, there was. Um, I think Mason Rudolph really got exposed for how bad he was. Um, it was it was a long time coming. Honestly, it, it seemed like. Um, I mean, the you know the Pittsburgh's defense been great, but um, it's only about time when you have a quarterback that bad that they forced in a bad field position and you know it hurts them and I a lot of injuries happened on that Steelers team a lot of people got concussed that was a very dirty game on Thursday um a lot of bad blood going on but I don't know if this Steelers team is going to be healthy I think the Bengals could absolutely surprise um and catch this team off guard so yeah I'm with you also for reasons you said Sidek but I'm I'm not confident in the Bengals to win it, but I could absolutely see it. I oh, like on. the Bengals, though. They've won a lot of games this year. <laughs> <laughs> they have. You know, they, they've won so many games this year, you know, I can't even keep track of how many. Yeah. You know. Oh, man. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I'm i kind of with you on this one, Adam. I think you said, uh, you said a lot of it uh, for me here. I just think, you know, they're actually showing a little bit of signs of life with uh, Finley. Uh, under center for this team and Joe Mixon has kind of uh, become rejuvenated uh, you know really since Finley got under center so uh, we'll see if they can keep it going but really what you know made the decision for me was just how bad Mason Rudolph looked uh, in this last week against the Browns I mean that, that this guy this guy's done uh, this guy does not have much of a future as a starting quarterback in the NFL uh, I'm just not seeing it out there he looks lost so um for them to have to cover six and a half, I'm not buying it. Yeah, I'll take the Bengals. Bengals got to win sometime this year, right? This is they have a decent shot. They got, yeah. They, we, we talked about it earlier. Up the, the toilet bowl against Miami, right? Yep. It's like they still got the Jets. They got the Browns twice. They they got the Patriots. You know that's a lock. Yep. <laughs> All righty. Um, let's uh, let's get into the next matchup here. We've got the Miami Dolphins uh, heading to Cleveland to take on the Brownies. Uh, Browns are ten and a half point favorites at home here, uh, and the over under is forty five. So, uh, guys, uh, be interested to get your opinion here. Let's start with Robbie. Yeah, this is um. You just saw again going back to that crazy game on Thursday night. Browns they. They're going to probably be without Miles Garrett, probably without him for a while. Um, there's a good chance they won't have uh, Ogunjobi there too. Uh, and this, I know the Dolphins didn't really show up against the Bills this past week, but they've been showing more signs of light late, life lately. Uh, I think Ed's Patrick could be able to do enough to help get this Dolphins team going. I don't think they're going to win, but 10.5 seems like a lot. I think they could keep it within single digits um what do you guys think i know you're both you're, you're both on the browns here yeah i like the browns this week um 
you know, ever since they got Kareem Hunt back uh, the last two games, their offense has looked really good. Um, he's really finding a role there in a the passing game. And, you know, this this Dolphins team has been playing hard, but I don't know if they're going to be able to keep up with the one-two punch of Chubb and, and, um, and Hunt. And, you know, Baker's playing a little bit better. Um, yeah, I, I, at home here, I think I, I think I have to take the Browns minus 10.5. I, I just don't think the Dolphins are that good of a team to keep up. Man, they got the one-two punch of uh, Kalen Balazs and... I don't know. Another Kalen Balazs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, they got you just get two no punches more. from Kalen Blodge because <laughs> yeah. Mark Walton's doing doing enough punches. He's doing time oh, is what he's yeah, doing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he got yeah. arrested again. Yeah, he's, yeah he's that, done. that's a bad one. <laughs> yeah, lock, yeah, him up. Yeah, lock him up. He's done. He's doing time. It's okay. It might not be. Um, yeah, I am, uh, I'm on the Browns. I just think this is going to be an ass kicking. Um, they should be able to uh, do something similar to what the Bills did last week to this team. Uh, you know, Browns got weapons on the outside, uh, you know, Seems like uh, they're they're kind of poised for a passing game breakout too, um, with Odell and Landry, uh, and and as you said, um, you know, really since they got the uh, Kareem Hunt uh, addition going back there, you know, they've looked a little bit better on that side of the ball. Um, he appears to have given that team a bit of a spark. So uh, we'll see uh, if they can keep it rolling here and uh, keep kind of a slim playoff hopes alive. Uh, but. You know, that AFC wild card is, is uh, the second spot is pretty weak, so not out of it yet. All right, uh, next game up, guys, AFC South matchup. Uh, the Fighting Jameis's uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are heading to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons are minus four, coming off uh, two uh, big wins in a row, uh, kind of a resurgence. The over-under in this one is 51.5. Um, Robbie, looks like uh, you've got a couple takes on this one. Yeah, I I said it before earlier in the show that I I think the Falcons are on the come up right now. Uh, their offense is clicking together. Their defense has been aggressive. They've been pretty good, and I think they're going to come fired up against this Buccaneers team. I think they're going to be able to force a lot of more, uh, a lot more uh, Jameis turnovers. This is a very high scoring game at fifty one and a half. Um, I think it even opened at like fifty four. Or fifty four and a half, and they even dropped. And then I'm liking this under here. I I think this Falcons team can do a pretty good job of slowing down the Buccaneers, and I think they're going to jump ahead and just um be able to pull off at some point and just run the ball near the end of the game. Yeah, I agree with you. Or I'm sorry, I I, I do agree with you, but I think I, I like the over in this one. Um, that's where I do disagree. Um, I just expect uh, – I, I can't buy into that Falcons defense just yet. I saw them be so bad. Like, you can't you can't go from one to the other simply because of a bye week. I do not buy that. Um, so I, I do expect some sort of regression here from this Falcons defense. Uh, but uh, I, I do like the Falcons in this one. I think they'll be able to win in a shootout. They, they do have a lot of uh, – you know, offensive firepower right now. We haven't really seen that the last couple of weeks. They've um, won with more of a uh, dink and dunk and, and run style of football, but uh, I, I kind of expect this game to uh, be a bit of a shootout, and I think Matt Ryan uh, leads him uh, to uh, a victory of more than four. So um, I'm going on the Falcons here. Man, I think we were talking about it in the preseason, how we thought the Falcons' defense was um, a little underrated. The way we thought they had some good talent on there. Um, and they, they, last year they were just very beat up, which is why they're bad. But 
I mean, a coach, a coaching change, like play calling, that that can make a difference between a team. I mean, that could, that could be a lot. So th- they could actually be a good defense. Are we still I mean, talking about the Bears or no? Uh, yeah, I don't exactly. know. I, I, I just I, maybe if they do it again this week, I'll they'll make a believer yeah. of me. But man, I, I do they put like nine weeks of absolute horseshit out there on that side of the ball? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm call that if that this two weeks for the Falcons of Fugazi. I think the I'm, I'm gonna take the Bucks here. I mean, two weeks ago, we said the Falcons would be minus four in any game. I'd we'd be like, what? <laughs> when did Dan Quinn get fired? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, sort of yeah. but and I, I expect a bounce back game from Jameis. Um, you know, a couple that that OJ Howard pick. I mean, to start off the game, that, that guy needs to get cut. That <laughs> um, <laughs> pick. Yeah, and I I think that this got the ball rolling for Jameis and uh, went downhill. I think he bounced back here against the secondary that he can beat. Um, yeah, and I, I actually expect the over on this one. I think um, Buccaneers here went in a shootout. All righty. Uh, another NFC South matchup, guys. It's the uh, Carolina Panthers uh, looking to bounce back from a tough loss last week. Heading to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, as I talked about, uh, probably the NFC favorite to win the Super Bowl in my mind. Uh, the Saints are 9.5-point favorites here, and the over-under in this one is 46.5. Uh, I'll start off, guys. So I'm on the Panthers this week. Uh, I do expect the Saints to win this game, but you know this is this is a desperation game for this Panthers team. Kind of making a last uh, desperation play for that wild card spot in the NFC. Um, you know, I think they're going to give it everything they got. They got a pretty solid defense. Um, you know, they can they can uh, hang in there well uh, against the pass. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I just I think division game Panthers are desperate. Nine and a half is a lot of points. Uh, and with that, I'll, I'll take the Panthers. Yeah. See, I don't feel great about this one. Um, you know, Panthers, they looked really good even in that loss against the Packers. Yeah. Um, Saints at home, though. I, yeah, yeah I, think I, I think I'm think i just going to have to take the points in a division game. Um, you know, I think Panthers are going to be able to get the run established like they weren't able to last week and get Chris McCaffrey going. Um, yeah, I... I I don't feel great about it, but yeah, I'm gonna have to take the nine and a half points and go with the Cardinal or the Panthers. But yeah, I don't feel great. Yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree with you guys, and I not really, I don't like it just because it's a whole lot of points. But nine and a half, I I think the Saints could take over. Kyle Allen, he he started off great to begin the year. What what was it? Uh, his first four seven touchdowns, no interceptions. Since then, he's had three touchdowns and nine picks. That's not a great stat line. I think teams kind of started to figure out Kyle Allen, and I'm not really expecting him to bounce back against a really good defense in the Saints. I mean, the Saints' defense, it, it, it's re- been pretty good. Their run defense has especially been really solid. And if they could limit Kis- Christian McCaffrey even a little bit and force Kyle Allen to fr- throw, I think it's going to ha- be a tough time for Carolina. I, I like Saints with the points here. Alrighty, let's uh, get on to our next one here. Uh, we've got the Seattle Seahawks heading to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Uh, Eagles are one and a half point favorites at home. Over under in this one is 48. And wouldn't you know it, 
this is uh this is the underdog special here guys we are all on seahawks money line in this one adam tell us why yeah i i really didn't understand this line when it first came out um you know eagles coming off a loss to the the pad or patriots at home seahawks uh you know big win off yeah. the niner yeah coming, just coming off the bye. coming off a bye i mean they're one of the best teams in the nfc the eagles are not um and i i just think um jordan howard might not play alshon you don't he's up in the air i i'll just take the more established team in this game and um the fact that they're their dogs is uh pretty shocking to me I, I think they win here and they might win easily yeah i completely agree with you uh this was this was the one line that stuck out to me i couldn't believe that the seahawks were dogs and this is why i'm making this my lock but it's a lock now Ooh, okay love yeah I, I just love it i just think the seahawks are more likely to win this game than lose and if I could get plus money on that, give me the money lines of the Seahawks. I mean, this this is a team that Russell Wilson has been having an MVP-like season. The Eagles, they look like they've been struggling on offense, trying to get stuff to going. We don't know the status of Jordan Howard yet. I don't. I'm not. I don't think he practiced today. No, but I didn't practice today. I, I don't know if Miles Sanders could really ha- handle a big load. Um, I know Doug Peterson came out and said they probably need to get him more carries we'll see how that works out but i really like the seahawks here yeah uh i mean for me when i think about this i think people are still holding on to this thought of carson wentz and that eagles offense you know from a few years back before he got injured this is an offense that doesn't do anything well um and a defense that can't stop any sort of a pass threat um I, i i don't have any concerns about this game like what the the only thing that might concern people is the Seahawks are on the road and they're traveling way out east, but I think they're head and shoulders better than this team. Um, the fact that they're dogs here, I, I think it's borderline criminal. Uh, I like the Seahawks here, money line. Uh, Robbie, if you didn't have it as your lock, I would have taken it as mine. Um, I just, yeah, I feel very confident about this. So, yeah, uh, grab, grab this line before it drops faster than Aguilar in an end zone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Um, Nice to be in agreement on that. That was very strong. Um, all right, Detroit Lions heading to Washington to take on the Redskins. Uh, kind of a game I can't imagine many people are going to be <laughs> lining up to watch. But um, the uh, Redskins are three-and-a-half-point dogs at home. Uh, the over-under in this one is 41-and-a-half. Uh, guys, I'll start it off. I'm on the Lions. Um, again, I just, you know, this this Redskins team's pretty much a joke. Uh, Jets moved up and down the field on them all day last week. Um, I expect the Lions to do much of the same. Driscoll, you know, he, he wasn't he wasn't a horrible backup in Cincinnati, and you know he's he's uh, acquitting himself quite well right now um, as a as a replacement for Matt Stafford. I think he you know kind of keep this good play rolling, and uh, you know we'll we'll see the Lions be able to cover the three and a half. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, Evan. Um, you know. Bo Scarborough was our can't see me player of the week. We could have given that to Driscoll. Um, oh, Driscoll, he's uh he's actually looked pretty competent out there. He's moving out there, or moving well, um, throwing good on the run, really athletic. Uh, seems to not be uh, caught up in the in the moment of being a starter. He uh, acts like he's been there before, and uh, yeah, I, I think that this Lions team will just take advantage of a Redskins team that's probably not trying to win. And uh, Dwayne Haskins. 
he's asking for help from his offensive line. Um, <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seems like a whole lot of people in that team, including the medical staff, just don't care. Um, <laughs> oh. So uh, yeah, I'm taking the Lions here. Oh, Driscoll. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not. Lip. I'm not as sure about this game. <laughs> you, know, you guys, you guys made some good arguments. I'm leaning to be with the Redskins right now. Um, they kind of showed a little more life uh, late um, in the game against the Jets. Uh, you saw Haskins finally, I guess, reconnect with uh, Terry McLaurin since they played at Ohio State together, and they haven't really had a connection since. But uh, Adrian Peterson's not looking like he's going to play. He, he'll probably battle through it and might show up playing, but they were looking pretty good with Darius Geis in there, I thought. So um, if he gets a good workload, I think he could be able to help get this offense moving, even though that offensive line is really bad. Yeah, I was surprised and, to see that that was um, Haskins' first touchdown pass. Was the Darius yeah. guys? Wow. Yeah, it's a Darius guys just <laughs> play, on a little short screen. Yeah, playing playing a lot. That's a good blocking on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, this Lions defense hasn't really shown me that it's been good lately. They've been a little beat up. Uh, I think the Redskins could keep it close here, but I don't like it. I feel gross about it. It's it's a gross game yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, nobody nobody should have to watch this. Nobody should have to watch Steelers Bengals. I apologize to the people that just happen to live in those regions and don't have red zone or Sunday ticket. That's uh that's a different kind of hell right there. Uh, the Steelers in the playoff race still. They're five and five. Yeah, God, but that's gonna be an awful game to watch, man. Remember, I mean, we watched this, the first matchup between those teams. This is awful. Was, that, that was one of the. That was the worst game I, I've I, seen. This I season. didn't have any enjoyment watching that. <laughs> Then we got to watch the Bears. <laughs> I was just upset. <laughs> Do things better. Um, but, yeah, let's get off this game. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got uh, the uh, Raiders taking on the uh, Jets in this one, guys. Uh, Jets are at home, and they are three-point dogs. Uh, Over-under is 46-and-a-half. And uh, I know, um, you know, I, I just expect the Raiders offensive line to uh, kind of dictate in this game. I know the Jets have a solid uh, run defense, and they've been pretty solid all year, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Raiders here. I think they'll uh, be able to establish the run uh, and, and, you know, get play action going off of that. And, you know, Darnold, Darnold has showed, uh, you know, in spots that, you know, he can put up a big game, but I think this could be another one of his uh, spooky games where he sees ghosts, so... Um, I don't, I don't have the confidence to pick him here and, you know, only, you know, Raiders minus three, that, that isn't a lot of points to pick up there. So, uh, I'm going to go Raiders. Yeah. I'm going to go Raiders too. Uh, I think they're the better team. This does give me, I, I do have some slight concerns that maybe the Jets pull something together at home and this could be a trap, but I feel really good about the Raiders here. Um, I, I I think they've just been playing so well lately. Uh, I think they're going to be able to put it together and just, uh, yeah, like you said, they're going to be able to get pressure on Darnold, make him m- m- see some ghosts again. But, Coming from a guy with a Robbie Anderson jersey. That on. is true. <laughs> you know, I had to salute the man for uh, actually getting a touchdown catch this past week. He did. Yeah, his, only, his only reception, though, but you, know, <laughs> you got to celebrate the little things. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm actually going with the Jets on this one. Flip. I flipped. Flop. I flipped. Um, you know, this Jets offense has been looking uh, pretty good the last two weeks, and it came out that uh, Sam Darnold went into Adam Gase's office and sort of told him what they were doing and what he should be doing based on his skill set, and it seemed to be working. They uh, look like they're on the same same page. Uh, still got to get the rush running game going, and they haven't had more than I think 80 yards rushing in a in a game yet. And uh, but yeah, I think to get enough done, um, playmakers on the outside, Robbie Anderson, um, Crowder, I I think they can expose this Raiders defense. And at home, uh, minus they're being plus three at home, I, I'm going to take the points. I don't I don't know if they're win, but I think this will be a really close game. You're making me want to flip now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. No, Do I'm, it now I'm sticking with the piece. Raiders. Okay. Uh, guys, next game up, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars of Duval County. Heading to uh, Nashville, Tennessee to take on the Titans. The Titans are three and a half point favorites at home. Another pretty low over-under of 41 and a half. Um, for some reason, whenever I give the over-under, I feel like I'm giving like like a weather forecast. Like, oh, it's pretty low, uh, 41 and a half. Uh, partly cloudy, but uh, yeah. Um, pretty low over-under in this one as a few games this week. But uh, I'm, I'm leaning Titans this week. I'll probably stay off this game. Um, I I do think the Jags and uh, Nick Foles have like an offensive breakout game in them, uh, but I just don't know when it's going to happen. Probably not this week against a pretty tough Titans defense. Um, I'm excited to kind of see this game though, and in, in kind of an old-fashioned like power football slugfest though. Uh, two of the better running teams in the NFL with two of the better power running backs uh, in Fournette and uh, Derrick Henry, but. Uh, my money, I expect it to be a close game, but I'll take the Titans at home, minus three and a half, but probably staying off this one. Yeah, this one, uh, at least when we were doing it earlier, we're, I was look, looking at a minus three line, um, minus three and a half, I think I, I feel uncomfortable about that. I like minus three just for the security of them winning with a last-minute field goal or something like that, but yeah, three and a half, um, I'm going to still take the Titans at three and a half. I don't feel as... Um, confident in that as three but yeah like you said uh, I don't know if this is going to be the breakout game for Nick Foles and that offense Titans I think they could be keeping it close Tannehill's been solid this Jaguars defense hasn't been again what we've seen in previous seasons so um, give me Titans and a big Derrick Henry run game this this week yeah, uh, if my my lock wasn't later, I would have chose this one for the Titans. Um, I think they're going to win here big. Uh, you look at the Jags last week, got burned by Marlon Mack. He got hurt, and then Jonathan Williams came in. I don't even know who he was. <laughs> put up 100 yards in the second half. Uh, this this run defense looks terrible, and Titans coming off a bye at home. I think Derrick Henry's in for a massive day. Um, I think they control the game. I, I think they win here easily. Right, I think they got a good enough secondary to at least keep the Jags in check. Yep. Yep. All right. Agreed. All right. Uh, America's game of the week here on Fox. Uh, it's the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New England Patriots. Uh, Patriots are six and a half point favorites at home. That's a big number. Uh, and the over under in this one is 45. Adam, our resident Cowboys expert, start us off. Um, I. I love the Cowboys here. I couldn't believe this line when I saw it. Uh, six and a half 
plus six and a half. I, I like a money line. Uh, my, my lock's going to be Cowboys plus six and a half. But it's a lock. No. But I actually like them money line. I think they're going to win here. Um, you look at the Patriots uh, last week. You know, they, they scrapped their way to a win against an Eagles team that did not look good at all offensively. Um, I know they're on the road, but this Cowboys offense is a different animal. They're really coming together. Um, their tackles are finally healthy. Uh, Dak's looking like, you know, top three, four quarterback in, in the NFL. And, you know, I, I, Patriots, you know, they last good offense they've seen is the Ravens, and they, they got manhandled. I think... I think this Pats team has benefited off of, you know, a really light schedule and not facing a lot of good teams. And this Cowboys team is a good team. And in a, in a game that probably matters more to them than the Patriots, I think they go in there and, and win. Yeah, watch Robert Quinn have three sacks in this game. Um, I think you're going to be seeing a lot of him. Uh, and then the uh, Cowboys in general are just going to be able to generate pretty good pressure against you know, a weaker uh, than we're used to New England offensive the, line. They're getting Isaiah Wynn back, which is a big help. Yep. He's going to be playing mm-hmm. this week. But, yeah, they've still been really bad. Can't really run. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're absolutely right, Adam. The The Patriots are just scrapping their ways to some wins against, you know, run-of-the-mill teams. Uh, the one time they did face uh, one of the premier teams in the NFL, they got absolutely boat raced. So, um I think the Cowboys are one of the better teams in the NFL. Uh, certainly one of the better rosters, uh, regardless of what you know their re- record says at six and four. Um, I- I'm taking the Cowboys here. I-, I feel very confident about this as well. I-, I think they have a good shot to win this game. I too was surprised at the six and a half line. So give me Cowboys. Yeah. So what what what's the saying go uh, when a immovable object meets an unstoppable force? Right. Because uh, I think you it's got the opposite. The, right. I don't know. Something like that. Force meets an immovable object. Sure, let's go with that one. I think you're right. That sounds good to me. Um, But you have the Patriots defense, who's been the number one defense in uh, um, this year, going against uh, the Cowboys, who's been the number one offense this year. Are they actually the number one offense? At least, yeah. Dakota. Yeah, they they are. And. You know, I was a little hesitant. I thought this was a lot, so I was leaning Cowboys. Then I saw the actual uh, Patriots-Eagles game, and, yeah, I feel good about the Cowboys here. Yeah, like you guys were saying, this this Patriots team, they've been, they haven't looked great. And the Eagles team, they they could have been put up more points than they did. Yeah, Dorsett, they were, Sanu, they're banged up. I, I just feel, I don't know if they have enough playmakers to get that done. Yeah. Or keep up with the number one offense in the league. Yeah, I, I I don't think so either. Um, I think you're going to absolutely see the Cowboys come within a touchdown here. I think they're going to be able to play close. I mean, I'm always hesitant about G- Jason Garrett um, against teams that matter. Um, <laughs> he, he seems to struggle against those higher-profile teams. But, yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys come out and win this game. I think this could absolutely be a sneaky upset here. But I, either way, I love the Cowboys getting some points. Yep. All right, we're all in the Cowboys. We're all pretty confident about it. So, uh, yeah, let's see what happens here. All right, guys, next up we've got the uh, Green Bay Packers heading to San Francisco for Sunday night football. Should be a good game. Uh, two of the premier teams in the NFC facing off. Uh, 49ers are three-point favorites at home in Santa Clara, and the over-under in this one is 47-and-a-half. Um I know I'm I'm on the Packers here, guys. I just think um, really what's driving me in this decision is 
Jimmy G still hasn't really proved to me uh, that he can go out and, and win in a, in a very big game, and this is a big game for this team. Um, yeah, this this could be, uh, you know, playing for a first-round bye um, right now. So we'll see, you know, what, what takes shape out there. But it's a big game for both teams. Um, I just, you know, I see it as uh, Aaron Rodgers versus uh, Garoppolo, and, uh, you know, it's hard not to take Rodgers at this point. Uh, it's a well-rounded offense. Packers are, you know, running the ball well with uh, Williams and uh, Jones at the moment. They've got good balance there. You know, Mike Pettin has that defense playing pretty well uh, as well. Um, you know, and, and they're, uh, they're coming off a bye last week, so they've had time to prepare. Um, whereas the Niners just had a, uh, you know, a tough, hard-fought division game against the Cardinals. So give me the Packers here. I think there's a lot of things uh, pointing in that direction. Yeah, I like the Packers here, money line. Uh, I think it's the fourth money line game I like this week. But like you said, Evan, um, these are fairly similar teams in my opinion. Um, you know, roster-wise, 49ers, three and a half. So it says that um, give me give me the team with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I know the 49ers probably have the best unit, and that's the, the pass rush. But with Balaga and Bakhtiari and what they've been doing in the past game with their running backs and getting them involved. I think that's going to neutralize some of the effect of that pass rush for the 49ers. And I think this game is going to come down to Jimmy G having to make a play late or having to make them come back. And he, he's been very good at that. But um, I think eventually it, he's going to run into, run into a game where he's not going to be able to bring them back. And I, I think you know I think Aaron Rodgers wins in a, in a duel of a Sunday night football game. Flip. You know, whatever I flipped on air, it's always turned out bad for me. So I've been trying to avoid that as much as possible. But um, <laughs> God, you guys make making some good points. Um, I mean, the Niners. I, I know they they got off to a bad start against the Cardinals this past week. Um, they're able to fight back. Um, I I just like to believe they're looking ahead to this upcoming schedule that they have in the Packers, the Ravens, the Saints. Three in a row. That's that's some tough sledding. I I wouldn't be surprised if they just had the Cardinals just put out of mind for that week, and then they realize, oh well, maybe we should actually just get it going. Um, man, you got ah, uh, do it. Uh, uh, we're gonna flip. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what are these noises? Sorry, sorry <laughs> for all of you that had to listen to that. That was um, <laughs> so much. I, I don't feel I don't feel great about that. Uh, I could go see it going either way. I mean, the this Niners defense has been looking good. Um, they they just had a couple rough uh, divisional games, which I mean, the rest they, they've been very tough games this year. Um, I I really think the Niners are going to still win this, but yeah, I could I could see this being close. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 go with the Packers at least plus three. All right, we got there. <laughs> that was too much thinking. Join us. Welcome to too the club. Much <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. All right, before Bears we flip- fans picking <laughs> Packers all yeah, through. That's, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. All right, before Robbie flips again, uh, let's go on to the next game. Uh, we've got uh, the Baltimore Ravens, who I completely gushed over this episode. Um, taking on the Rams in LA, uh, and the Rams are three point dogs in this one. Over under is forty six and a half. All right, guys. Um, I'm gonna start this off. 
I said a lot of it already on the show, but um, you know, for me, Monday Night Football, Lamar is going to shine bright on Monday night. I I love the Ravens minus three here. I, you know, the Rams have looked real weak. Give me give me that as my lock of the week. But it's a lock. No. I think I think they're going to be able to uh, move the ball at will on this Rams team, and um, you know, Goff. Goff is going to be on his heels, and uh, I think these corners are going to jump all over him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw uh, at least two picks out of Goff in this game. Um, you know, Goff is somebody that you can uh, tee off on and, uh, you know, sit on routes. So uh, we'll see. Uh, another big factor for the Rams is will they get Robert Woods back? So that'll be interesting to monitor. Um but yeah, I uh, you know I don't I don't have much faith in the in the Rams to keep this game close, especially when the Ravens have just dominated the last few weeks as they have. So uh, love the Ravens minus three here. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure about Robert Woods, but I've heard that Cooks might return to play this week, which yep. I I don't think makes a whole lot of difference because I think this Ravens team is going to be able to put pressure on Goff and. Those kind of routes that Cooks runs, those deeper routes, they they aren't, aren't going to have enough time to develop. Uh, I do. I'm with you here. I really do love the Ravens minus three here. Um, you just saw them go against a Houston team and just completely put them away. And I'd say that offense with Deshaun Watson is better at this point in time than the Rams. And I think the Ravens are going to be able to do about the same thing they did on Sunday and just absolutely dominate. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with you guys. I don't know. I, this is another line I just didn't under, flat out didn't understand. I don't know how anybody can look at the Rams' recent games and the Ravens' re- recent games and say that, you know, the Ravens should only be a three-point favorite. Um, you know, the Rams beat up on a, not a Bears team. Well, they didn't really even beat up. They, they, they snuck out a victory against a broken Bears team. And, you know, the week before they lost to the Steelers, it just got dismantled. Um, yeah, I, Give me the Ravens all day. Lamar Lamar's gonna Lamar's gonna shine. I think these three corners are gonna make golf uh look as shaky as he's been in the last couple of weeks and yeah, I, I don't think this one's really that close. Yep. Alright guys, so we're all in the Ravens. Uh with that, let's uh take a look at our uh consensus podcast parlay. So um Right now we're down 170 on the year, so yeah, we, we need one of these parlays to hit. We need our big week, um, and uh, you know, right now we're going Ravens minus three, Seahawks money line, and Cowboys plus six. So if you're paying attention, that is all of our locks of the week parlayed together. We all agree on them. We're feeling strong about it. So let's go. Let's make it back. I mean, to love it. Love we it. went 0 for three last week, so naturally that means we go three for three this week with Gotta our locks. All right. Yep. Gotta That's how it works. Life right. Cycle. Yep. <laughs> All right, Adam, uh, before we get out of here, uh, what's your parlay? All right, we got a dog-only parlay here. Like I said, mentioned before, I love, like a lot of these money lines. Uh, yeah, we're going three money line uh, parlay today. Cowboys money line, Packers money line, and Seahawks money line. Uh, yeah, g- give me those three quarterbacks. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Probably, yeah. Uh, when's the last time you get those three quarterbacks? All dogs. All dogs, yeah. yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Come on. I, I will. I will. I will play that one with you. Uh, I feel pretty good about it, that one as well. So, and that'll pay. That will pay. That will really pay. So, uh, we're going to be on that. Um, guys, before we get out, you know, we uh, got to get you guys prepped up. So, next week, holiday week with Thanksgiving and all, 
and we're coming to you with a special uh, drinks giving power hour episode. So uh, again, we did this before, but uh, please submit your questions to uh, the Southlot Football Guys at gmail.com and we will read them on air. And uh, you know we'll get a little drunk in the process, so it'll be fun. And we don't have work the next day, so hey. yeah, we'll we'll get a little loose with it. So, um, but that will do it for the show. Uh, until next time, guys. Uh, good luck this week, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week for that power hour.